In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's Gospel reading from the Gospel according to St. Luke is really a continuation of the Gospel that we heard last week, the Sermon on the Plain, which began this way. Jesus came down from the mountain with the disciples and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. The Gospel of Luke captures a glimpse of the power and the passion that emanates whenever the Gospel is proclaimed and whenever God's healing touch meets people where they have a need. Luke informs us of Jesus' location. He was up in a high place in the mountain where he was praying with his disciples, and he came down to this level place, this plain, to meet the crowds. And boy, did he meet them. I mean, they pressed in on him. They were hungering, it says, for a word of hope, and they were stretching out to touch the hem of the clothes of the one who could bring them healing and wholeness. It says that great multitudes of people gathered around Jesus. So we have this inner circle of disciples, and even in that circle, the stage is set for some diversity. There were fishermen and tax collectors and zealots, and even the one who would eventually betray Jesus. So it was a diverse group. In the larger circle of disciples... There were women and soldiers, Pharisees and scholars, rich and poor alike. The circle continues to widen until we hear in this part of Luke that a great multitude of people came from lands near and far. The word of God and the power of God to impact lives surpasses the boundaries of places and the boundaries of human experience and even rational thinking. The Gospel of Luke makes this clear, pointing out the vast range of people that had gathered together around Jesus, filled with hopes and expectations for miraculous healing, the mix of humanity there was rich and diverse. And into this melting pot of people and problems and passions comes a manifestation of the God who is for all people. Jesus is God with us, Emmanuel, the one made known in this lesson for all people, for all places, and with all kinds of urgent needs and desires. Two reasons are given 
for the press of these crowds on Jesus. They came hungering to hear a powerful word of proclamation, the good news that Jesus spoke, a word of love, a word of forgiveness, a word of life, a word of hope. Maybe that's partly why we're here today as well. And they came craving the touch of the one who offers miraculous healing. The multitudes, for the moment at least, come with minds open to hear something new and to experience something that they could only begin to imagine. Recall the time when Jesus was on the way to Jairus' house to care for his ailing daughter. In the press of the crowds, Jesus was aware that someone had touched him, and reaching out in faith, this long-suffering woman was healed immediately as soon as she was able to just touch the hem of the clothing that Jesus was wearing. And he felt that power leave his body. He knew something had happened and someone had touched him. The Gospel of Mark records that wherever Jesus went, into villages or cities or the rural areas, people laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. The healing touch of God made manifest through God's only son, Jesus, continues still to work in both miraculous and mysterious ways through God's people, you and me, even in this day of modern medicine, technological advances, and disease control and prevention efforts. The concept of healing touch, though, does present some issues. There's a lot of fear and anxiety around disease, isn't there? When my mother died of polio in 1952, my father could not get anyone to be a pallbearer at her funeral because they were all afraid that they would get sick and die. Kind of like the AIDS crisis in the 80s, right? Same thing happened. Cold and flu season makes us cautious to even share a hand at the greeting of peace. So often we do something like this, right? And it's okay. So often people really want to and maybe need to keep their distance. Also, many people have been physically abused at some time in their life, so touch is often difficult or impossible for them, and with good reason. So we become guarded in our carefulness. People who either crave a healing touch or who are reaching out for simple human contact are often left empty and cold. Withholding touch compounds the distance between people and they feel alienated, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually as well. So we learn to cope, right? We ask questions first. So when I was working with night ministry, I prayed with a lot of people on street corners 
and these people had a lot of different conditions, but you always ask, number one, do you want prayer? And then if they say yes, what kind of prayer do you want? A short one, a long one, or something in between? And then the question was, do you want to hold hands while we pray, or do you want to just do the prayer posture? And so we gave people that opportunity to choose for themselves what was important. About half of the people wanted to pray like this. About half of the people wanted to hold hands. Sometimes they wanted to pray like this just because they felt that their hands were dirty and they didn't want me to get something that they might be carrying. But for the people who wanted to hold hands... That was a lovely and wonderful moment. And in fact, many times after we finished the prayer, they wouldn't let go. That healing touch, that human connection is so important for so many people. That healing touch of God is a powerful thing that's made available to all of God's people. In Jesus' day, sick and suffering people only needed to get close enough to touch the hem of his garments, and they were healed. But today, that same power to bring wholeness to life is revealed through us, through the people of God in the church. Not only those who have a vocation of healing, like doctors and nurses and therapists and all those that we named earlier, but just being the church in the world. We don't need to reach back through the centuries to catch the hem of Jesus' garment. God's healing touch is available to us right here and right now, and it is close as the nearest person sitting next to you. God's healing power the power to mend lives, to heal families, to restore spirits is available to all people through the many and varied caring ministries of the church and even through congregations like Grace and Christ Church. Some congregations have parish nurses or a Stephen ministry program or a calling and caring ministry here in this place We have assisting ministers that pray beautiful prayers for those who are sick, passionate prayers for the healing of the world and the church. We have a feeding program that fills the hungry. We have anointing and healing prayers, space for 12-step groups. We collect these great little knitted caps for babies in Africa so that they can live after they're born. We collect socks and underwear for the homeless in San Francisco. We do so much that could be considered part of the healing ministry. And I know Grace does so much as well with infants and children and families. It's wonderful. The question is, what is it yet that God might be calling us to in the future? What healing ministry might spring up? with some collaboration or with some thinking or when we ask our neighbors what they need and want to bring healing and wholeness to a world that we know is hurting. The Gospel of Luke reminds us that Jesus came down from the mountain 
to be present with the people, to mingle among this great gathering, a multitude even, in order that God's healing power might be available through touch. Jesus continues to make himself present today in the breaking of the bread, in the pouring of the wine, in the waters of baptism, in the laying on of hands, in the proclamation of the word, in the passionate prayers of the faithful people, in every routine and commonplace ministry of all congregations, God's healing prayer is truly present. Do not withhold or constrain that power that we have to be a healing influence in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our world. Do not break the connection to the hem of Jesus' garment. Do not hesitate or miscalculate the power that is really available to you. Allow that power to work through you. You are the people of God, marked with the Holy Spirit and the cross of Christ forever. You are God's hands reaching out into this hurting world. You are the church, empowered by this Holy Spirit to bring life and health and wholeness to a fallen world. It's no small task, but it's ours to carry out. Reach out, therefore, share your faith, express your love, demonstrate your concern, and allow God's healing touch to flow through you as the people of God. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the unity of the whole people of God be with you always. Amen.